Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your sleepy host, Rich Dotson, here at my non-sleepy host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, what's going on, man? I just told you, man, I'm a little sleepy. You're a little sleepy. My voice is a little rough around the uh, edges. It's gonna be a it's gonna big be a little... weekend. Have a Christmas party this weekend. Yeah, that was fun. And I went to Browns game after that, and found myself here waiting for you to come over to podcast. I fell asleep first time ever. I think the first time we've ever done this podcast, I fell asleep before you came over. I was gonna say, I, I thought that was you were saying it was the first time you ever fell asleep. Yes, these eyes are heavy. <laughs> they must rest now. Uh, so I'm sleepy. Right. So let's make this like a 35-minute podcast. Okay. Then we handle it? Um, as long as you're not too long-winded. I mean, it's not that big of a week, man. It's just the semifinals in fantasy football. How many semifinals are you playing in? Well, honestly, I mean, it actually, for for the podcast, it's, it's not that big of a week because there's not much. I mean, you're going to start your studs most likely. I mean, there's only been a couple injuries, which is odd. It seems like, you know, lately there's been a, a flurry of them. Yeah, like even the injuries we're talking about, like some guys are coming back. Right. So, I mean, really, there, this isn't like a huge episode. A lot of a lot of the trade deadlines have, have passed. You know, we're in the playoffs, so you can't really make trades in your leagues mo- for the most part. So Unless you're in the UDPL league, which I'm in, and you can make trades now. They don't get a rat's ass. You can trade in the playoffs in that? Yeah, in my Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League, where I'm in with all the other hosts of the uh, playoffs. We're like, me and I think it was me and Hurley, we're like, oh, you can make trades now? And Tyler's just like, yeah. Yeah, we wow. could last year too. That's weird. He's like, well, this league's a f- bunch of badasses, so why not? I'm like, fair enough. It yeah. is weird, but I don't really care, Okay, personally. I wish I could make trades in our league. We were, uh, so I could trade for a running back. I wish I could too, since I lost Odell Beckham last last second and Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, it was so glorious! So obviously I beat Matt. I mean, obviously it's clear as day. I beat Matt last week to advance to the semifinals uh, in our old fifteen year old original dynasty league. Matt had Manny Sanders and Odell Beckham, like he said. Odell Beckham uh, goes out with a quad injury. We lose Emmanuel Sanders for the year with a torn AC, uh, torn Achilles. Yep. Which is devastating because that takes like a year to come back from. That's a slow returner, especially so, the older you are. Yeah, and he's what going to be thirty-one. Yep. Uh, last, you know, they're going to they're going to get out of his contract this year, so he's not even going to play. So nobody's going to sign him next year because they don't know he's going to be back. So he's not going to play next year. He might play in twenty twenty as a nice comeback player in the slot somewhere. But right now, Manny Sanders' value has gone from somebody to help you win a championship. To the bottom of the garbage garbage can, and it's like a penny that you see in the bottom of the garbage can, and you know it's worth something, but you really don't want to bend down and pick it up because it's in the bottom of the stinky trash. Yeah, and plus there's a little, there's a little bit of that gunk on it too. Yeah, that, like random right. garbage junk. You know what that is no. gunk, junk. It could be anything. Yeah, you have no idea. You know, once you put in the word "sticky" involved, like I don't want to touch it. Exactly. All right, that's gonna stick to me. I don't know where that's been. So I'm sad because Manny Sanders has been awesome for me. He's been good for me, too. I have him in the league, too. Yeah. Um, I wish we had some music we'd play him out to, but it looks like Manny Sanders is his uh, kaput. No more. He's going to be done for a while. Yeah. 
I, so, I don't know that he's completely done. I, I'll probably hold him for sentimental value for a while until he comes back to see what he can do. He'll be able to IR him uh, for a while. Well, it depends if he's actually on IR and and, and your rules. If well, he just gets cut. He's not going to be on IR, so you're going to stash him. Exactly. He'll be interested, like, if you're doing a startup draft this offseason, like, where he would get drafted. Like, those are guys, guys I love to grab, like, in round, like, 20. Yeah, you know, and way, there's, like, a lot of turds around. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants him. Speaking of that, I put a tweet out uh over a week ago, my wife said, don't do it. I was like, man, I just got this urge again where I just want to do another startup draft. It's my oh, favorite. Jesus. It's my favorite thing to do. They are really fun. I love them so much. So but that then, being then, then there's a league said, attached to it. Yeah. Well, the good thing is like leagues that I get involved in never fold. Never. Ever. In the history of my leagues. That's, that's great. So I think I'm going to do another startup league next year. Um, Probably like a $200 buy-in, super flex, tight end premium, just like the league we do have right now. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get people involved. Last year, we did it where you pay, if you donate 25 bucks to the site, it puts you in a drawn to be in the league, and right. it paid. I, we, I paid for your first year in the league, too. It was on me. Uh, and I worked out pretty well for a site. So I don't know if I'm going to do that again for a spot. Last, we, last time we did that for a couple spots, we were going to do it for a spot. Then enough people donated where we did for a couple spots, and then enough people donated where just a whole, we filled the whole league that way. So I might do it again uh, this year, where you pay like twenty five bucks if you donate twenty five bucks to the site, gives you an entry into the league, and then uh, you an entry league. entry into a contest to be in the league, right? Yeah, well, paid for, so you'd win two hundred bucks, right. and you could be in the league forever too and draft against me, and either I do really well or do really shitty. One of the two, we'll find out. But I'm gonna do another startup. I can't wait. It's just like you just see like I love how every year the value changes on players. Like, oh, where would I draft player A if this was a startup? And like, this is how I would approach my startup draft now. Sure. And it's already even thinking like, oh, okay, I would take this player here. I would take this player, you know, here. If I had the one one, I'd take Pat Mahomes. Right. Guys, guys shoot up. I mean, obviously, guys. Some guys get old and injured. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is a perfect perfect example of a guy that you know drops like a rock. In one of these startup drafts. Yeah, so Odell Beckham's out with the quad. Before we go back there, with the startup draft, um, what we're thinking of as I get here real comfortable. like Yeah, no uh, doubt. You're going to be sleeping here in a second. Yeah. Uh, if you, in a super flex league, if you had a 1-1, right? So I look at, like, you know, DLF's ADP is out, and, you know, Sa- Saquon Barkley is number one overall. Uh, Todd Gurley's number two overall. In a super flex, though, if you had the 1-1, would you take, you know, Saquon Barkley or you know your favorite receiver or would you take Pat Mahomes? No, Pat Mahomes all the way. Yeah, me too. Right, like clear as Why that. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd have that guy for like fifteen years. You know, you'd have a running back for six, maybe maybe six seven years. Yeah, you know, depending on if you know they avoid injury. Me too. So that's the last time with six. And if I do get a league with people and they have the one one, they don't take Pat Mahomes. So if I have one five, I get Pat Mahomes a one five. I don't think that will happen. But sure. Matt, stop putting these good information into people's ears. We're not here for that. We're right. here to make my teams better. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. I'll have more as soon as, like, after this week to we get through championships. I'll make some announcements about it. Um, last year, I know we did a startup draft literally the day after the NFL draft, rookie draft. So, we'll see how that works out. But, you know, 12-man league, 200 buy-in, you know, good payouts. Sure. They all work pretty good. We're going to be Nerd Herd League, something again like that. Um, and then uh, I'll just fill it with either if people donate. We'll fill it with all the donators. If not, then we'll take one donator. 
going to get 200 bucks to pay for his league entry fee. Right. Word. All right. And then uh, so Odell Beckham's out. He had the quad, but he'll be likely to be back this week. Tyreek Hill's dealing with the foot injury, but he looks like he's going to be okay this week. The only one look, person that looks like he's out for sure is Austin Eckler with that concussion. Melvin Gordon came back in practice today. Thank all, whatever gods out there that you believe in, I thank them for me. Pray Whatever you pray to, pray that Melvin Gordon plays for me Thursday. I desperately, desperately need him uh, to go with my letter for net. If I don't, I don't feel really good about my chances of winning. It, it sounds like, um, you know, there's some questions surrounding Spencer Ware as well. I did, I did want to mention that because Damian Williams might just be sitting out on a waiver wire somewhere, depending on how active your league is on the waiver wire. Damian! Had Damian. a big week. He had like 19 points last week. Yeah. Um, caught a touchdown pass. Uh, had a rushing uh, touchdown as well. Don't get confused, though, with uh, Daryl Williams, who I think is the, the rookie, right? Yes. Um, and Damian Williams is a guy from formerly Miami Dolphins. Exactly. Had a good week. Yep. Could be under waiver wire. Pick him up. Big week, man. Uh, but... <sighs> Unless you had one of those guys, right now it's unless maybe it's Odell. It's hard to see anybody in the championship right now with any of these guys that are really hurt because it's been really hard to get there. Except for me, I, I mean, there were no running backs besides. I, I was going to say a guy like you right now could be could be a prime candidate to go out there and get um, uh, Daryl Williams. I mean that monster trade twenty I mean, minutes Damian, before Damian Williams. See, see look I'm, at you. I'm you're screwing everybody up. Damian Williams trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, gave up uh, carrying. Wait, what did I get? I gave Le'Veon Bell, twenty twenty first, Golden Tate, and Evan Ingram. Yeah, you like my you like my side. Yeah, I was pretty annoyed because I you were playing me. Yeah, and then my players went started dropping like flies, and you all of a sudden had DeAndre Hopkins on your team. And well, only one thing I got to say about that, Matt, in your face. I know. What are you doing this weekend? Not Play- playing fans football in our old league because you're eliminated. Bull crap! Actually, I'm playing for the sixth or the seventh or eighth pick. Oh, that's right. So I'm still playing for a ship. Yeah. God bless me. Good luck without your running backs, jerk. I'll do my best. I'm definitely not the favorite. I hope Melvin Gordon breaks his ankle. How dare you? In practice, tis the season to be jolly and grateful. You know, and what? given. You know, what? I don't you give I don't me even, the respect I deserve. I don't even want to hear champion. it. Because I didn't even hear about the Odell Beckham news until you called me to gloat about it. Oh, I called you literally immediately as it broke. Yeah, to gloat. I saw one tweet, and it wasn't even from like Schefter or anybody. I was like, oh, this can't be true. Then I went to Roto World. It was on there. And I immediately, I was going to text you, and I was like, this is this is call worthy. I'm not even sure why we're friends anymore. I was like, hey, <laughs> you, hear about, you hear the news? You're like, what news? <laughs> this is a day later after I'm the one that texted you that May Sanders tore his Achilles. Yeah, I know. You were really piling on. <laughs> and you're like, what news? And I'm like, oh, about Odell. And you're like. What about Odell? <laughs> he's out. He's out the game. I'm just happy after Emmanuel Sanders that it's just quad and he's just missing one week, and it's not like I'm gonna lose Odell for, for all, nine months for all yeah. next year too. So for a short episode today, we kind of want to talk about a couple guys that we thought you know as you're getting cut out of the playoffs right now, maybe some guys it it's might be a good idea to cut bait on possibly just before they lose all value. Matt took this term a little bit differently than I did when I told him, hey, look, we're going to do a show on guys you should cut bait on. He came up with some like really solid turds that you probably get nothing for. Like a guy like Sammy Watkins, right? Uh, Sammy Watkins is a good guy to try and cut bait on. The only problem with Sammy Watkins is like who's going to give you anything for Sammy Watkins? Well, I mean, I think it's 
I think Sammy Watkins' value has rebounded this year a little bit than it, you know, a little bit higher than it had been. Oh, before he played. No, before the, you know, like the past two years. Yeah, obviously. Like, is that what, if that's what you're referring to. Did he play for those two years? Basically. I yeah. have Sammy. I have Sammy in multiple leagues. I'm still deep down love Sammy, but he just has not done anything for me. Right. That's what I mean. Like, he hasn't done anything, but this year he showed some promise and has looked good. He's on an explosive offense. It might be a time that you can get some value. I mean, is Sammy Watkins just like Kevin White with a couple good games? Um, I, I think he's better than that, but, but maybe, I mean, we're having this like streak of like top 10 drafted receivers. Like you get Julio on the top 10. You're like, Oh, sucky, sucky. Now this is gonna be great. Then you get guys like Amari Cooper, you know, and they start off real hot and then they're hot again, but then you get guys like, you know, like John Ross, Ugh. you know, you get, uh, Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get. I mean, Mike Williams isn't, you know, a bust city yet. But then you get uh, Jordan Matthews is another guy. Yeah, who, you get some of these guys who've been going top ten, and you're kind of like, oh man, they're not really performing at elite level. Corey Davis is somebody I'd love. I consider him a really great buy right now, going next year. But like, usually if you're a top ten drafted receiver, I mean, I guess now you go back all the way to like guys like Terrence Williams for the Vikings or just bust city. It's just it's been a bad streak lately. I feel like. Um, I think. All in all, you know, lately in the past two to three drafts, I mean, you know, two to three drafts, it's been running back heavy. So yeah, I think you're, I think you're right on there that um, there hasn't been the big elite wide receiver one prospect. Corey Davis, you know, but has he panned out? It's going to year three. He'll pan out. I believe in him. I mean, I understand, but you know, he's like R. Kelly in the nineties. We we had the. I believe he'll fly. We had the draft of of 2014 where it would just seemed like. Oh, that was just bad news, Bears. Everyone gets a wide receiver. Now. You get a wide receiver. You know, you're on Oprah on the wide receivers. Unless you charge with Michael Thomas. What? Everybody else was terrible. Was that the 14 draft? No, I, I think that was the, the, the 15 draft. That was the 15. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. 14 was the one with, like, Odell Beckham. and, and Oh, yeah, Devontae Adams. Yeah, Sammy was Mike the number Evans, one prospect in yeah. that. And, yeah, so, he's the worst one out of all of those so far. But for a guy like Sammy Watkins, I just can't imagine, like, okay, so as a Sammy owner, I'm not selling because I have too much invested, and I'm just going to hold out. I know he's going to be on Kansas City next year if he's healthy 100% because he is getting paid by Kansas City $16 million a year, which is, like, the worst contract ever. Um, but if but if you're if you're a Sammy owner that's fed up, it might be a time where you can at least get well, I mean, so, I mean, what do you, something. you're not giving up a first for Sammy. No. Okay, so are you going to take a 2022nd as an owner? So you – you're a little fed up. Somebody's like, hey, I'll give you a 2022nd for Sammy. Are you saying yeah? If you're fed up. I mean, you couldn't even get that last year. Yeah, I, got, I mean, I would take that, I guess. I mean, I would give that for Sammy. I'd be willing to gamble that. In Kansas City's offense next year, he comes back healthy. Another year in the system with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I'd give that. That's what I mean. That's There's a buying and a selling opportunity if, if you just want to get out. Yeah, but these are players you're saying to sell. So you believe you would take the, you'd rather have a twenty twenty second than Sammy, is what you're saying then? That's quite possible, yeah. Oh, that's fair. So for me, for somebody who's had Sammy for a very long time, I'm just kind of like, no, like I will. It's kind of like Josh Gordon for me. You know, I don't. Like, I don't have any. I'm dogs sinking in, with this. I don't have shit. any dogs in that fight. You know I'm that mean? old couple in the Titanic that just cuddles really closely. <laughs> you and Sammy, and they're going down with the ship. Mm-hmm. 
that was supposed to like indicate like they were supposed to be like two, like uh the person that started like Macy's I think that was that couple on the Titanic. Oh really? Yeah, there's uh, whoever that was that like, they showed like the old couple that was really old that went down the ship. They're like ah screw it, dude. Just, I haven't seen that movie. Let's get forever. one. Let's get one sideways action before we uh, <laughs> swallow the bubbles. You know what I mean? Come on, Martha. I think they're like the Macy's owners. I believe so. Okay. Which is good because that'd be my last thought too. Process. I'm like ah. Oh. She called my wife like, oh, you're so romantic. You're going to hold me close. I'm <laughs> just trying to get it one more time. That's all I want, baby. Jesus. That's my last thought to be. Uh, don't worry. I'll be finished before this boat sinks. <laughs> so I had a different. I had some different players. Um, Let's hear you. Let's hear some of yours. I kind of want to. So I rank for Fantasy Pros. That's where uh, our, rank, our site uh, generates a lot of the rankings from right now. So I was looking at some of the rankings on there to see. Kind of where like some experts have these players uh, value wise, and you know the number one guy I see on my list is somebody I traded this offseason, Antonio Brown. Right now he's currently wide receiver number five, which mm-hmm. is it's great. And I was digging around for some stats on Antonio. I want to really compare Antonio these last couple of years, and definitely compared to Juju um, to back up this. Not only the fact that he's thirty years old, so he's gonna be thirty one next year. Uh, Juju is only twenty four years old. And Juju's currently wide receiver number seven on the year. And looking at the pro football focus, I saw some real interesting stats compared to the two. I'm looking at, um, you know, Antonio Brown's only averaging 79.5 yards per game this year. It's it's his lowest since 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. Then if you look at just stats compared to Juju alone for Antonio Brown, you're looking at target share per game. Juju's at 22.7%. AB's at 25.6%. Very close. When you're looking at catch rate, though, these are where some of these numbers start to drastically differ. Juju's at 72%, Antonio Brown's at 58.7. When you're looking at yards per attempt, Juju's at 9.86, Antonio Brown's at 7.26. And then if you're looking at... Um, That's interesting, because I would have thought it was it was the other way around, that yeah. Antonio was getting downfield a little bit more. If you're going to pass a rating for the quarterback per game between the two, Juju's at one. 10.9 and AB's at 80.4. Well, I mean, that just goes along with the completion percentage. So, I mean, that one doesn't shock me that those are that there's that much of a difference. But so his numbers are declining. This is like a this is a very interesting scenario we've seen in Pittsburgh for over the last 15 years where they have their really good receiver and then they have the number two and that number two slowly becomes the number one. And then they find another awesome number two. Then at number two, you know, it's like well, it's they've like already got they've cycle. already got the next guy. You know, James they, Washington. They already they went out and got James Washington in the last draft, and that was an indicator to me as as an Antonio Brown um, owner that that they're getting ready. I mean, the guy's salary is getting more and more bloated every year, and his production, like you said, it's just tal- it's it's tailing off a little bit. But when you're paying that much money, you can't really afford to have the production tail off and keep the guy. Yeah, that's that's you know that's the philosophy there. So they're bringing in. They already have Juju Smith-Schuster, who's producing. Like you said, he's his his production's going up. Antonio's is going down, but Antonio's salary's going up. So but I mean, it, he's it's, got one year, two years max right, left in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. And at thirty-one, going to thirty-one next year in the season. I mean, that's you're not going to ask for much more. I mean, it's hard to be that thirty-three-year-old. Larry Fitzgerald. Now, I do like Antonio Brown's skill set where he's going to be able to play a little bit longer. He's always been healthy, so we don't have to worry about things like that. But his numbers are at a decline. And right now, going this offseason where he is wide receiver number five, he still holds really good value. I know I made an effort to trade him in a league where I had DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill, and I wanted to make sure that I can move Antonio Brown for um, 
before I do lose drastic value on it. Because I think after next year with Juju and the way he's playing, I mean, there's no reason to see this trend not to, you know, just regress and where Juju's going to be locked in as that number one receiver for that offense just because that's what he's going to be able to do. And Antonio Brown, this comes more of a split, you know, where maybe next year Antonio Brown's wide receiver eight and Juju's wide receiver five compared to, you know, five and seven right now. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and, you know, if if something like that does occur, occur, I could see the Pittsburgh Steelers either approaching him with a, a, you know, like a, a salary reduction type of thing to keep him on or just get rid of him or that's their way of getting rid of him hey yeah. take a salary reduction or we're gonna have to get rid of you and then they just get rid of him because i mean I, I think we all know that antonio brown's probably not going to take a, a salary cut so um and you gotta be worried about those older receivers that go to different teams to find that new scheme it's it does not always work out does not, so yeah it does not always work yep. again why receiver five i mean this still says i still believe in antonio brown for another year um at least but again this is dynasty fantasy football these are the kind of moves that really uh help you perpetuate yourself into a consistent winner you know mm-hmm. not holding on too long and i know sometimes it's hard to give away players like antonio brown definitely if you're a championship caliber team but if you're still playing antonio brown still on your roster i would still look to make this move no matter what on my roster even if i win i'm looking to just get younger at the position and you know maybe get some draft capital well you know if i can get Corey davis and maybe something Honestly, I would take Corey Davis as even swap and gamble on that talent for Corey Davis um, and take the youth, take the 24-year-old compared to the 31-year-old just with upside. You know, if I could try and get something else out of it, maybe a 2022nd, I'd love to do that too. Uh, I think that opportunity kind of left. That's that's something if you want to get more value that you make right before the playoff push where you, you trade him to a team that needs a receiver during that playoff push like I did, and then you can get a little bit more out of that because people know – they have to overpay because you can hold their feet to the fire because they're trying to win the ship. Right. I felt. I mean, I felt pretty good. I, I unloaded him as well right before the the playoffs. I know you thought I probably could have got better. I probably could have, but I got a first round draft pick, Dallas Goddard and Trey Quinn, and I felt pretty good about that because I got a, a wide receiver who I, I like a little bit. I know he was like the last last player picked or whatever in the draft. I think he should have gone higher than that talent wise. And then I got a, a really high end talent uh, in the tight end position and a, and a first round pick, so I, I felt pretty good about yeah, it. Yeah, I felt you could have done better personally. I didn't really love that trade. Uh, I just thought you could have got like another the guy like Trey Quinn. I do, you know, but right. like I thought you could have got yourself more of like a higher upside player. Gotcha. You yeah, know I mean, that, I, prob- that's all. I probably could have even somebody like a like you know, Deshaun Hamilton. Sometimes the player's there, sometimes he's not though. You know what I mean? Like with you, the team that's willing to make it off. Exactly. So I get that too because sometimes you're like, dude, I'm moving Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's, all right. And that's what it was. Like, and I've been there. I got frustrated once with Gronk, and I traded him for the number six overall pick, which is Mike was is like end up being like Mike Williams, and somebody's like, oh, you got so much more, and I said the same thing. Like I was trading Gronk. This was my best offer. Um, I waited all the way into the rookie draft. I made the trade right before that pick was on the clock. You know, so right. it's like I've been there too. You yep. know, where like, I'm training this player, and I'm going to take the best offer I can get. And like we said, sometimes you don't win trades, but you you unload a player, and you t- you're going for some upside. And if you nail that 2020 first pick, then who cares? But if you don't, then obviously it's a bit terrible trade. But it's all based off of that. So right. you know, but sometimes you have to gamble. You're going to have to take risk when you play dynasty fantasy football. There's a lot of times where you're taking risk and you're gambling on a player's upside. Yep. And that's the only, sometimes it's the only way to get those kind of players that upside. Like. You know, nobody wants to trade you Corey Davis because they drafted him number one overall. They believe in an upside. But those guys are attainable at certain points in their career. 
But for you to do it, you get to give up a proven player. Nobody else wants a draft pick. They took this guy one one. They don't care about your twenty twenty first. You know, nope. it doesn't matter how good the draft class is. They don't need. They don't want to hit the reset button on a draft pick. So when you're resetting and that team might be somewhere else, then you can give a guy like Antonio Brown, Stratford, Corey Davis, and then. People are looking like, ah, Corey Davis is just okay. For me, I believe that he's going to take a big step next year. I love Corey Davis. He's going to be one of my number one targets this offseason to see if I can finagle him from some owners with talent that I have in my rosters. But that's a gamble that I would like to make. Sure. You know, yep. I've made those gambles before. Like, you know, like I mentioned before, like a guy like Andre Johnson. When Andre Johnson started his career, his first two years, he was banged up, hurt a lot, not really doing a whole lot out there in Houston. And then all of a sudden he became the superstar that he was. And as a as a player, I still believed in the talent wise. You know, we mentioned earlier like a guy like Sammy Watkins. You can invest in him when he went to Kansas City and kind of came back to burn you so far. But we don't know where next year is going to bring us. Um, guys, we were talking about like that before, like Kevin White didn't ever just pan out at all. It's a complete bust city. So sometimes you gamble and you win. Sometimes you gamble and you lose. You did the same gamble last year on Juju. You look like a big winner. Absolutely. You know, going yep. into it, if you you gamble on a guy like Adam Thielen, you look a big winner. Same could be said, guys, this year. You game on, now you're trying to invest into, say you made a trade for like Antonio Brown, you got Cortland Sutton plus something. Oh, what if, I mean, what if you last year was like, hey, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna shoot for Tyreek Hill, you know what I mean, for Antonio Brown, and, and that would look brilliant, you know what I mean? Like, And and you probably could have got something back as well, you know. So, and it's a good player. And that's, right. where I was, and that's where I go back to your, like, your 2021st was the value pick in there too, but you got to hope now it's just, it's at least it's a mid to high 2021st. We'll find out two years on the road. It's impossible to predict, but like that's, that's, that's a gamble. I would have went with some upside around there besides a couple of players. I like, cause I feel like even the players that you got out of that will correspond with your 2020 pick. Like that's where you're going to be rebooting. Like Trey Quinn and come a nice consistent standard player there in 2020 Dallas Goddard. You know, I thought about putting Zach Gertz on this list of players that cut high. You know, at twenty eight, sell high, yeah. Top two tight end right now. Well, I, Kittle could have overpassed him in that huge, massive game that he just had. Um, Kittle, d- thanks, Kyle Shanahan. You can't give him five more yards to break the all time record in the second half. You don't get some more balls. I mean, what a dick move. Kind of a dick move. Very selfish, Kyle. Don't appreciate that from my boy Kittle. We mentioned. I asked you this before the pod. I know we're rambling here, but uh, George Kittle, dynasty ranking. So we just said Zach Gertz. Put him on there. Travis Kelsey, number one overall dynasty tight end. I think so. Yeah. And then number two, we both said we'd put Kittle there. I would rather have Kittle. Yeah, just yeah, me too. Age and um, he's in a great offense and production wise. You know, Dallas Goddard bring down your neck. Exactly. Who scored more fancy points this weekend? Dallas Goddard, Zegerts. He got one. He got well, it was Goddard, but he got one. He got a tight end take or a touchdown taken away from him as well. Yeah. No. So. A, I, a long I, touchdown. I thought about him Ertz on there, but we've talked about it a couple of times throughout the year of, of how, like, you know, this is a good year to get out from Ertz just because we see Dallas Goddard taking that role as yep. soon as they get out from that money for him. So, Antonio Brown's my first guy. Anyways, as we circle back there, um, I think he's a really good sell now. Still a solid player. Not a player you're selling because he's a scrub. This is just now, this is when you want to get out. Like, Got this you. is 100% yep. it. Um, another guy I have on that list is Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's the opposite of what we talked about earlier in the year about, you know, entering free agency. Lots of team needs running back probably this year. Not a lot of teams are going to be able to get running backs in this draft because they're overly heavy. And right now, Tevin Coleman is sitting at running back number 21 on the year. So he's a low-end running back, too, which still holds some value. But everything I've seen on Tevin Coleman, and I know the whole team's doing bad. They have, like, the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. But extremely disappointed 
the one I've seen after having. I was going to say, I feel like he's one of those guys that his value has bottomed out. Like, I don't know what you what you think you can really get for so, Tevin Coleman. Here's my caveat with this: I'm not selling. I'm not selling Tevin Coleman now. Okay, I'm selling Tevin Coleman the moment he signs with this new team. Gotcha. So this, when I say with, when I say Tevin Coleman, I'm saying, hey, Tevin Coleman. You know, he got out carried by Edo Smith by a carry this weekend. Right. When he signs that with that new team, everybody's gonna forget about this podcast. But he's gonna sign, come free agency to a team, and he's gonna, he has a potential to get that Jerick McKinnon hype. You know, mm-hmm. train of mm-hmm. value, and people are going to love where he goes. But right now, it just with what I've seen, I don't think he's going to be able to propel himself to top level fantasy production. I'm just, I'm out, just out of what I've seen. Like, I don't, I'm not buying him as a long term prospect. I think even if he finds a team where he could do well in, I think that's a very limited two year window, like a true like. Hashtag two to three year window shorter than when Michael Turner left San Diego. Too many carries on the old team going to a new team. I'm not loving it. I'm looking for him when that hype train hits the fi- the highest peak, which is going to be when he signs with the new team. Unless that's just shitty, then I'm trading Tevin Coleman then, and you could probably then get a 2020 first for a guy like Tevin Coleman when he resigns. Right now, nothing. I was going to say right now, there's not a shot in hell you'll get that. But, but- for a team that needs a running back. And a draft that not going to be that heavy with running backs, you know, maybe maybe you need a receiver and you maybe trade for a top six pick in this rookie draft before free agency hits. You know, you maybe you do something along those lines, possibly. Uh, right when he signs, usually it's be a couple of weeks before your rookie draft uh, to a month. Maybe you made that move then, or maybe you try and propel, you know, look yourself out in the future and grab a twenty twenty pick. But Tevin Coleman, for me, I don't know how you feel about him after so far this year, but I am done. I'm out on that. Before I was somebody I was going to try and target this offseason, but now I want nothing to do with him. I'm I'm with you there. Uh, you know, obviously we we did talk in another podcast about him becoming a free agent and somebody maybe that you wanted to buy, but he's he's either injured or he's just turned into a turd. Yeah, just like a nothing nothing great. Right, doesn't do anything great. It, he, the explosiveness and the speed. Maybe it's the the usage. Of uh, Steve Sarkeesian, just doesn't have the creativity that Kyle Shanahan did before, or what? But I just don't see the big explosive plays. He's he's not getting out into space. He's not catching a bunch of balls. It's just it's it's a bunch of blah from Tevin Coleman this whole year. So I yeah, I'm with you there. I don't I don't like what I see I at think, all. I think if he went no. Cause, I think I'm trying to think of a team he might go do that. Like, okay, maybe I, I could backtrack on this. What if he like signed? Colts. What if he signed with like Kansas City? Because they obviously are going to need a running back now. Yeah, so it's kind of like Kansas City or the Colts. Both would be like, ooh. But then I feel like again, that's that that's that hype train. Like, do you do you ride that to get a good value and hope that you know he could just outproduce the situation, and go back to two years ago, like when he was in Shanahan system? I mean, you're right. Or do you sell high and then? Not only can you get a 2020 first, but you can get more than that. Because people are going to be like, dude, he's going to Kansas City. He's going to Indianapolis. We just talked about a couple minutes ago, like, okay, the risk you have to take. And that'd be a risk on a big sell that of where everybody else would be buying. And everybody would be excited. It would be it would be hard to not get caught up in that a little bit, I think. I think if, so. By the time it came through, I'd see myself like, I can't trade him now. Right. He's on Kansas City. Exactly. So I mean I think they're they're I would push I would push heavy for offers. I would I would 
I would look because you know yeah. somebody would send you an offer. Something stupid. That was stupid. Yeah. I would, if he goes to Kansas City or in a good way. Stupid. Yeah, in Indianapolis, yeah. I'd be like, okay, guys, just letting you guys know, uh, Tevin Coleman's on the block, and just to see as you lead up, because you know how there's two days of the year that get real crazy uh, for trades where you can get over value for those players. And it, that is right before your trade deadline mm-hmm. and right when your rookie draft is about to go down. Yep, Those are the two best times ever in dynasty fantasy football to make trades ever. When you're looking to get that the best chance to get overpaid or see a silly trade. Those are always the best times because people are just either trying to win or they get, they call it, they fall crazy in love with a draft pick that they just think is going to be the next Todd Gurley or Saquon Barkley, and they're willing to pay almost that kind of price for an unproven player that usually does not pan out. Yep. So that's when I would look. In, so this year it would be during the rookie draft, like as we get close to that, like I'm looking to sell Tevin Coleman because then maybe you can get – maybe somebody give be like, hey, I'll give you Nick Chubb. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sold. <laughs> sold. Oh you know? That's what I'd be looking for, like a guy like – No one in their right mind would yeah. do that, but – you, you never know. You never know. You're a Chiefs fan. They signed Tevin Coleman. You have Nick Chubb. You're like, waka, 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 give it to me. You know, like to me, I was going out getting Baker everywhere I could. Not only because I believed in a player, but like he was also Brown. So that like made me really motivated to go get him. And I got him about 90% of my leagues. And for all the other teams that held out on me, wouldn't trade him to me, how dare you? How dare you? Don't you know the true Don't love that I have know. for the best quarterback in the NFL? Remember somebody left that podcast review and they're like, Oh, I stopped listening when I they're in a rookie review when he compared. He said uh, he compared uh, Baker Mayfield to Aaron Rodgers. I knew that guy was an idiot. Um, I don't remember that yeah. one. Somebody did get on me about saying that Josh Allen was like a Cam Newton. Also, oh. not a bad comparison. Where's all he? Where's all his value coming from? His running from all for about a hundred yards a game. He's only got three hundred twenty-five yards over the last three games. Most. Yeah, it's pretty high. Kind of similar how to how, oh. how Cam used to operate. I, mean, I don't know how you feel about his career. I mean, from the outside looking in, Baker looks like he's gonna be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Him, Mahomes, Watson, Wentz, Golf. We can't just talk about the good ones though. All right, let's go. Yeah, we can. Okay, let's yeah. talk about the best. Yeah, we can. It's our podcast. Baker, <laughs> talk about what the hell I want to talk about. Just, do a whole. Should I start my Baker Mayfield show? The Baker just Mayfield me just podcast. about Baker and how much I love him. He's awesome. I love him. Like, oh wow, Rich, you're doing you're doing a lot for the gay community over there. For your, you know, saying what you love, Baker. I'm like, no, I just I love him only. <laughs> That's it. Uh, moving on here, uh, other guys I have on my list here. You know, at running back number fifty three, fifty four on the list, I'm gonna go with his teammate Devontae Freeman. Uh, there's a good chance that Devontae Freeman could bounce back next year. But with him being healthy and Edo Smith being there, I think it's, they're going to do the same thing they did with Tevin Coleman with the, a, a share with Edo Smith. And I just still feel like Devontae Freeman is done. I feel like that team is done. I know if you look at his contract before, if they can get out from Devontae Freeman, but I think he'll still hold value for being a dome running back. And I can, I can see somebody trying to be sneaky, thinking they're being sneaky buying Te- Devontae Freeman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, thinking they're getting good value when they're really not. Like, you know, I would love to try and get a late 19 first and just gamble on that 19 first over a guy like Devontae Freeman. No, I, yeah. As, I mean, I still own him one of the leagues I could. I shipped him off in one of the leagues I had him and um, felt pretty good about it. And, but I wasn't able to in the other league because I just couldn't get anyone to bite, and then he got injured again. So 
uh, I, I'm stuck with him in the one league, and, and I would probably take a you know anywhere from seven to twelve in the first round of the 19 draft um, for him pretty quickly. Love to get a 2020 pick. Yeah, I would, I I would, but but at the same time, I think I'm okay holding on to Devontae Freeman as well because I, I feel like, like you said, he'll probably have a little bit of value. He'll probably be a borderline running back to you know to a guy that you can't really start every week. And then maybe flip next year if he can stay healthy yeah. for, that pick, for just a better pick overall yep. player. Yep. All right. Let's do that. Or just go down the ship. Or go down with the ship, one or the other. Next guy on the list here, um, not as valuable, but a guy like Doug Baldwin, you know, 30 years old, dealt with multiple injuries this year. He's doing 10.5 yards um, per reception this year. It's his lowest in his career. Right. Uh, he's. I mean, he's obviously been injured. It's Tyler Lockett there is number one. David just... Moore is going to be the number two there. To me, this is a team that's just moved on from Doug Baldwin. I right. don't see him even really having value. He's a, he's, a, he's a possession guy. You know, all his fantasy points have come over years just for being consistently catching at least 75 footballs. And right now, that value has kind of shrunk. Uh, there's not many spots I think he even go to really kind of get an uptick in that value. He had to go somewhere and be a solid number two. You know, maybe if he went to a guy like a place like New England. Um, I feel like they have enough of those guys personally there. Uh, right. Where they need a more guy like Josh Gordon, where they have there now. But you know, if he goes somewhere, he could be that solid number two. He might get a little uptick, but at thirty years old, again, we've seen this movie over and over again about guys that Doug Williams. You know, and they they, they play. You know, back to guys that were good for like multiple, like, like Daryl Jackson for the Seahawks. You mm-hmm. know, back in two thousand two. Yeah, no, uh, he'll to, a player like that. To you know me, I mean? Doug Baldwin is just going to. As long as he's on the Seahawks, he's going to hold a little bit of value. Once he goes somewhere else, I I think he'll just fade away into the sunset. Yeah, I mean, he falls in the category like I'm taking, like I'm hoping. Like I would, on name value alone, I think I get a 2022nd on Doug Baldwin, and I think I'd, I'd be, be okay ha- with that. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, so that's that's the value I'm looking at, just getting a 2022nd, and I guarantee this off season that I I think you would find somebody to bite on that. Definitely somebody that needs some receiver help. So. You know, the first team I'm targeting is I'm looking at the top six teams in my league that have picks this year. Um, then I'm going to just literally what I, I'm going to project a year down the road, what team's still going to be the worst team a year down the road, and that's where I'm going to start. Hey, I'll give you, you know, I know you're rebuilding. I got a little piece here for you. I'll take a 20, 20 second for Doug Baldwin and start it from there. So I'm trying to put myself in the best position to get the highest pick and just go from team to team. And, again, it's almost the off season, so – Everything could be a real slow sell here. Some good long negotiating talks here. It's a big part of dynasty fantasy football that people love. The leagues is where you get this talk from late December to February to fill in our draft talk. Is just these off season trades, and even with guys like him, you could find a trade partner. Some people just literally want to make a move in January. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, they they want to keep that that dynasty juice flowing a little bit they'll make a little trade here a little trade there for something and i think ball when somebody can slip through the cracks and get a solid pick like 2020 pick for and try and turn that into something really good uh, another guy on my list here i have is james white new england okay. patriots running back he's never running back number eight on the year no running back in the nfl over the last three years has caught more footballs than james white all right consistent very consistent here again running back number eight on the year that holds really good value and I think the only thing you have going against you with James White is, like, I I feel like people would value James White less. You would need an owner that is really, like, locked into what's going on in the NFL, 
what's going on in any league. Know that James White is a top 10 play this year. That he's caught a lot of football. has been a high-end running back, too, over the last couple of years where you can get value from. I think with Sony Michelle, I know he's had an up-and-down year this year. I think Sony will have a big year in 2019. I think he'll lock himself in as being at you know every down back for the New England Patriots. I think James White will suffer a little bit from that. So... For a guy that's been on this nice hashtag two to three year window of good production, I think now is a really good time to get out from James White if you can. I'm not going to undersell him because he does hold a lot of value, sneaky value there. Um, but if I can somehow get a first round pick this year for James White, I'd want to like if I can get a top eight pick right around there for James White or a 2021st altogether. That's what I'm gonna move on. That's what I'm gonna sell for because um, he is a valuable player. He's honestly, out of all the players we're talking today, besides Antonio Brown, the most productive player on here. Yeah, I was gonna say um, he's got the most. He's he's the most productive. One so most value valuable. wise, yep. and I'm just pushing it. Uh, and, and those are stats I'm using. I'm like, hey, there's no football uh, team that player that's caught more footballs than James White. There's no team in the NFL besides the New Orleans Saints that throws the football more to the running back than the New England Patriots. Like I'm gonna punt these numbers on here, and I'm gonna try and sell him up big time. For the talent that he is, not fun, not even faking mm-hmm. fake car salesmen sell here, and use that to try and make a move. And because I think even if he comes back next year, I think that'd be you're still talking about a limited window here. What they have invested in Sony, and from what I believe in Sony's talents as well, I'm looking to flip James White for good value in return, not just to get rid of him, just to get rid of him. A guy like Doug Baldwin, complete opposite. I want a good pick here. You know what I mean? I want to try and and gamble on somebody productive. And if it's not even a pick. I want a player like with some upside, you know, some really good upside. I mean, I could take James White and package him from somebody. You know, I don't think you can get Tariq Cohen for James White just on name value alone. You know, you take Tariq Cohen. I would obviously want Tariq Cohen long term, anyways. Mm-hmm. But the owner of that you missed that window uh, on Tariq Cohen. But he is he a, a player like that. Like you believed in Tariq Cohen right away when you traded me Golden Tate for him, right? And you ate the year on Tariq Cohen yep. last year when he didn't do anything. But now. You're reaping the major rewards here that you have Cohen, who anybody that plays Dynasty would want Cohen over Golden Tate. Absolutely. You know? yep. So you you made that move a year ahead, and there might be some other running backs out there you could make that same move ahead towards for a guy like James White. So just an interesting player I'm looking to somewhat get off of. Last guy on here, because I know I wanted this up. I said I was sleepy earlier. Is I, I would consider it. Now, I just made a move. I gave up a 2019 first for Philip Lindsay. But if, if you're worried, it's kind of hard when he's running back number nine right now um, in the way he plays the game and how they do have Royce Freeman's there. I feel like this could be possibly peak value for Lindsey. Um, again, we've seen this story. Undrafted free agent guy comes in good for a year. Flash in the pan. Yeah. And then possibly good for two years. You know right. what I mean? But then they always disappear. Like always, right? There's not many of those guys that stick around. They have long-term success. He's a smaller running back. All the stuff, what he does, he looks fantastic right now. He does. And I'm not saying actually to go trade Philip Lindsay, but I'm really, like I said, I bought him. I give him a 19 first form for a championship with 10 team. I have no reservations about that whatsoever. But with the, you know, Royce Freeman being there, you know, Royce Freeman's yards after contact numbers are really, really good. Right. Philip Lindsay's yards after contact numbers aren't really as good. Uh, he's, just, lot, he's just more of an explosive player. Yeah, basically. they have a lot invested in uh, Roy Freeman, draft capital-wise, and it's going to be a reboot to that offense next year. Lindsey will be involved, but 
there's no guarantee he'll be the workhorse like he is today if Royce Freeman comes into shape. So he'd be somebody right now I'd, I'd, I'd consider selling just because right now I think he's at peak value at a running back. And sometimes when those running backs hit their peak value, unless they're, you know, Saquon Barkley or Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell, sometimes they're just really good guys just to get out from under if you can get a good package in return. Whereas if you get a running back that has that potential to be, you know, if we're looking at Philip Lindsay right now, he's running back nine overall, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But if you can trade him for, like, a guy with that, like, running back 10, 11, 12, you know, upside, because we see that running back one list change every year. It's always different group of guys in right, here. Right. If you can get that running back one guy upside on your squad with something else, it might be worth a trade, you know? What if you can get – what if what if we flip it over and, like, you can get Devontae Freeman, right, with a running back one upside – you know, maybe running back two, which is safe. If, if Devonta Freeman's running back 14 and Lindsay's number nine, but you can get something else on top of that, you know, you can make that move. What if you can get Devonta Freeman and a first for Philip Lindsay? You know, somebody's just all in on Lindsay. They love him. He's sweet, which he, he looks great. But somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you Devonta Freeman and a first. Because you're like, oh, I'll give you a first for Freeman. You're like, that's not enough. This right. guy's a guy. You right. know, oh, I'll give you Devonta Freeman. You know, you go that route. Um, or what if you can get Tariq Cohen and a second that I mean that would be crazy and I would do it um I was thinking like what if, what if like I'm just throwing that out there what if a guy like um Darius Geis is sitting out there like that kind of owner wants to just get out from underneath a guy that they haven't seen that has an injury like one of those types. see of there I'm I'm gambling on Philip I'd rather have Lindsay there really only because we don't know what's going to go on in quarterback next year in Washington we they still don't they haven't you know Jameson Crowd is a free agent they don't know what's going on there too Darius guys coming off the injury. I mean, you could say the same thing though about a lot of those things about Denver though too. You, you don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, it's could... most likely going to be Keenum next year as well. Most likely, yeah, not guaranteed. Depends on a, how this year ends you out. You got two years of guaranteed money. I thought so. Like they're still going to draft. I mean, you know what I mean. But like, I think there's more uncertainty with guys obviously coming off the injury. Only he, he looked good in those couple games. You know, preseason games. Uh, but for me, if you ask me who I'd rather – that's fair. You know what I mean? That's definitely fair because I see a lot of people saying they'd want I, – I guarantee you if you took a poll, I bet it'd be 50-50. I bet a lot of people would want Geis there on upside. But I'd just be somewhat worried. I know he caught a ball, a couple balls there in Washington, but there's no guarantee that that's going to be the role. I just want to see Geis defined in his role, I guess, more so. But that's a fair trade, I would say. Like if you're going for somebody for like high upside – yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm. We said take risk. Yep, it's just not a risk I would believe. Like for somebody that wasn't like all in on guys as it was in the beginning, went yeah, you know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that way. I'd have no problem giving up. Here's something I would do. I'd give, I'd give up Philip, Philip Lindsay and a first for Nick Chubb. I don't feel. I wouldn't feel too bad about that either. Nick Chubb's looked really good. Phenomenal. Yeah. So like, if I have a 19 first, like say I have like pick eight. Pick seven. Yeah. Say I win my playoff in an and I'm gonna pick seven. As this draft gets closer and these names start to really like sizzle in people's throats, where they're like, "Oh, these some good running backs here." Or late around pick seven or eight, I could put the number two overall running back or the number one tight end, Noah Fant, or still get a good receiver. If somebody comes knocking your door, hey, I'll give you Philip Lindsay. Oh, wow, dude, he's offered me Philip Lindsay. Finishes running back nine on the year. Stud out there in Denver. Young, only twenty three and a first. I'm going to bend Rich over and give it to him again because here it comes. He's offered me this, a running back one and a first for Nick Chubb. I mean, dude, I like Nick Chubb, but I got to make that deal. Am I right, guys? Billy, am I right? You're right, Freddie. Make the trade. 
You know what I mean? I I can see that floating by, and I think a long term play out of there and a long term winner would be the Nick Chubb owner. Yep, I'm with you there, man. So that's where I'm looking at. All right. So that's it. Cool. Shorter show today, 47 minutes. Right. Super short. Big news. I'm going to do another Super Flex League tight end premium. Sweet. Uh, if you win the league, uh, again, we'll come up with more details because we did that last time. We'll let it run. So I'll, we'll let it run. Um, and you'll get a free $200 entry if you are donator and picked. And I said, I have more. Once I get past the point of where like enough people like pay for that guy's entry fee and entries, I would just pick all the entries out of that league as well. Um, I just got to do another league, I guess. I understand. The startups are just you're a total junkie. Fun. But I'll cut out a league eventually next year. There's a couple of leagues like, like leagues that are just like that I bought into, like I didn't start the leagues or whatever. And they're industry leagues. There's a couple I might just they're not. Yeah, right. You know, they're not yep. even really for money. It's not even really count those as leagues. In the meantime, if you want to talk championship fantasy football, if you want to talk about anything, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You follow us like at Dynasty Nerds. Um, make sure to check out DynastyNerds.com. We already got our rookie content coming out now. We got a couple new writers on boards here. Uh, our friend, I told him I'd hit him up on Twitter, the Fantasy Super Flexer. You can follow him um, at Super Flexer FF at Super Flexer FF. He runs a lot of uh, Super Flex mock draft for us. Retains that information for Dynasty Nerds. He's going to start holding a lot of mock drafts. You can jump on there, follow him on Twitter. Uh, he'll get you involved in some mock drafts as well uh, for the off season here. But Dynasty Nerds, we're going to have that rookie time that coming out here. Now's the time to start rolling these rookies. I think after we're going to do another show next week after that, we're going to start doing some early rookie, just an early, early analysis as we start rolling ourselves into this rookie content um, and get going there. So, Good luck to everybody in their semifinals, semifinal contest this week. Uh, I got some Saturday games. Go Browns. Big win for us this week to keep the momentum rolling so we can win out and possibly be 8-7-1 somehow. Let's do it. Great. Um, so we got some Saturday football, some Sunday football, some Thursday football, and some Monday football. Overload on football. I can't wait. I love it. Sad to see everything come to an end, but uh, hopefully some of us come away with some of these championships. And if you're not winning, hey, you know, no big deal. You got a good, better draft pick. Sit back. Enjoy the ride. If you don't want to talk to us only in fantasy football, make sure you click on DynastyNerds.com. Click the group chat. There's over 3,000 members in there, guys, just talking Dynasty fantasy football every single day. Hundreds of polls put up there. Great way to get some good information. Uh, click the group chat on there, DynastyNerds.com. Christmas is coming up. If you want to give one to somebody you love, an awesome present, and support the site at the same time, you can buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt on DynastyNerds.com. And then that's it, Matt. I think uh, we're going to bed out of here. That sounds good, man. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.